You're listening to The Girl Dad Show. Welcome to Season 3 of The Girl Dad Show, where we explore the intersection of parenthood and entrepreneurial spirit. Join me and some incredible guests as we share tips and tricks for finding work-life balance and making a positive impact not only on the world, but also our families. Let's create a fulfilling life together. It's The Girl Dad Show, Season 3. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Girl Dad Show. Today is another Girl Dad Talk where I mix in my personal uh, professional parenting experience in between amazing interviews with incredible guests that are walking this journey of building a successful career while managing to build a successful family. And so um, as normal, I'd like to share with you uh, some things that I'm working on personally and um, and also professionally, but also talk to you about what I'm doing as a dad and uh, just give you a status update on how everything is progressing. And so I'll start with uh, some of the personal stuff. Um, we are um, really having a lot of changes in uh, and conversations in, you know, what we want to do and, and what we want in our lives. And I think that Amy and I are having a lot more of these conversations as we think about, you know, where we're at with this big move from, you know, California to Texas. We're now heading into our third year here. And it has been, you know, a really, really great journey so far. And it's been riddled with an explosive amount of changes and um, new things that have happened to us. And I think it's just like timing of it all is all, is all starting to sort of settle in. And we're starting to realize that, you know, um, we're a lot more acclimated and I think we're getting a lot more settled. And uh, it's been really, really interesting to have these more, you know, objective conversations about what we like and don't like uh, about the changes in our environment. And it's also really fun to just kind of think about, you know, the benefits of, moving here as it relates to both us personally in our lives and our wants. Um, also us as adults and parents also changing and growing up and, you know, adapting to the changes that we're facing as well. And then um, being able to actually speak to it because we have a lot more data and information since we've been here for a lot longer. And it's been really hard. It's been really hard conversations because I will say there's a multifaceted layers to this conversation, right? I mean, it ranges from like ecological things, like just the incredible heat here in Texas, right? Like how painful it is to be here from June to September, which sounds super like silly, but it's such a big part of who we are as a, as a, as a, as a people, right? Like me and my wife love to, you know, walk and run and, and be outdoors and, um, you know, just as human beings. And you end up feeling very trapped here in Texas during the four months. Uh, and then it's pretty hot all throughout the year, but definitely these these four months are almost unbearable. It's uh, I had someone say a very funny word. They called it oppressive. And it's a very oppressive heat here. And uh, there's two months that are just absolutely just horrid, right? Uh, July and August are just unbelievable. And we're in the thick of it right now, which is probably adding to a lot of these conversations. But things like the heat are, um, you know, we're our third year in here and we're starting to realize this is really uncomfortable and bad and we don't like it. And so things like that, all the way to things like, you know, oh my gosh, we love our neighbors so much and our neighbors are amazing. And we love that, you know, there are so many other um, young kids around us and 
we have this tight knit community where all of our neighbors can, you know, trust our kids with the, each other and they just run around and play. And, and it's just an amazing little community that we have here. And how do you, how do you replace that? Or how do you even quantify that? And so, um, you know, and everything in between. So things that are just like super, super unique and cool as it relates to relationships and community, both for us and for our kids in just such a close proximity to, you know, just the heat factor here and everything in between. And so there's been a lot of like layers to this conversation, but that's what we've been really thinking about. And it's been really fun to have this conversation much more than it was the previous years, because now we've been here for three years. And so there's a lot more uh, understanding and we can actually be a lot more um, thoughtful and objective about these conversations, which is making it really fun. Overall, I still love it here. And I think that it has offered us um, a ton of opportunities uh, professionally, but also in perspective and um, lifestyle, right? It's like, it's an amazing experience to be here because I just can't imagine doing all these crazy fun things that we're doing, you know, uh, in California, we never would have experienced it here. So like, for example, you know, we just bought a, uh, Venus flytrap and uh, not that you can do that in California, but we bought a Venus flytrap and, you know, we're, you know, grabbing bugs and sticking it in, in the thing. And, um, you could still do that in California. So I guess that's not a good example, but, um, you know, right afterwards we, you know, found a frog and it was stuck in one of our, um, septic tank containers. And, uh, cause any long story short, there was a frog stuck in there. And so we got a stick and a cup and we're all out there trying to rescue this frog and, you know, and, and, and Lily, you know, picks him up after he, we get him out of this, um, this hole and, uh, she's trying to give him water and, like, and, um, it's just an amazing experience, right? Just to like, uh, think about my kids growing up in such a different environment, you know, where we, when we first moved here, they would like run away from these creatures, these crickets and frogs and bugs. And, and now, you know, they're like, grab a bucket, grab a basket. And they're like collecting them and running around and just like living a life that, you know, is different and has a different perspective. And, um, and it's really fascinating to think about that. Cause I don't know if they would have ever had that, kind of upbringing and exposure if we didn't live in Texas versus, you know, in, um, in Northern California. And so that's pretty fun too. Right. And so being able to balance all of these things is really, really tricky and, and fun. And I'm not really sure where our head is at and we're not in a rush to figure it out, but we are definitely uh, starting to think a lot about these things. And that's kind of where we're at personally is just kind of figuring out what that looks like and, and then working backwards because professionally, I think the, biggest update that I have is I'm doing a really large reset and um, thinking about how much I've built over the last three years. And um, I'm glad that I did it. And I think that I've, you know, maybe did it too fast. I, it's not maybe I did it too fast. I did it too fast. But I think it's important to do those things to test your limits and test your velocity, right? And so I think I hit the limits and now I need to kind of retract it and um, bring it back a little bit. Cause I think I found my limits, at least the speed and, um, velocity. So I do think that I can build a lot more. Um, but for now I do think I, I don't have the bandwidth or the skills to do this many. And so I do want to, um, start bringing that back down and really focusing on the quality of, um, the business operations and the rigor for each unit. And so that'll be a really fun process over the next uh, six months to a year to start like hunkering down and slowing it down and, and really like 
building it back up. But I will say that there's a piece of advice that I give to all my clients, whether that's through tech companies or uh, small businesses, but it's it's really around um, this idea of not just finding fiscal success or business success, but finding personal success, right? You have to define what success looks like for you first and then find the job or start the company or build the business that really matches your personal needs. And whether you're a W-2 employee or you're a business owner, it's still the same, right? Like I've probably, you know, let go more people than the average person. And I never see it as a negative or bad thing. And I always tell people that it's like, it's not that you're good or bad. It's just, you're not a good fit for this company. And there's a company out there that, you know, will better fit your needs, both fiscally and culturally or values-based. And you don't really have to change much about yourself. And so your goal in life should be really to try to find that ecosystem where you fit in naturally or as naturally as possible. And you get, you know, you get this ability to just be yourself and be successful and kind of have all of those things met as many things met as possible. And then if you're a business owner or a founder of a startup, you know, my recommendation is build the culture and the values of that organization to best serve your needs and, and adapt to who you are and what you want out of business, because you have the ability to control that and um, really thinking through what that looks like, because success is not, just measured by one or two things, you know, and obviously we want to make more money, but you got to just make sure that you understand what is the money for. And so this is like one of the big things that I try to coach people on, especially my clients, my business clients is like, do the deep work to figure out what you want, right? And then reverse engineer that backwards, because inevitably, you will make more money if that's what you're singularly focused on. But it's not it's just a it's just a barometer for success. It's a KPI. It's not actually the thing. Uh, the thing that you want is something that's deeper and it's more personal. And so figuring that is super important. And professionally, I've realized that I veered off way too far from what I want. And I also think what I want has also changed a lot. And so I'm kind of doing a really big reset um, from both, you know, Owners Club and my consulting business, FYA. And then also just thinking about all the businesses that I've become a part of and what businesses I want to be a part of and then all of my coaching clients. Right. And so just like kind of assessing everything and and really thinking about like, what is it that I'm trying to do and what is the environment that I want to work in and how do I want to work and who do I want to work with? And um, really doing a lot of like deep thinking over the last few weeks. And um, I have a pretty good idea of how I'm going to orchestrate all of this and figure it out. But I don't want to just start making these changes until I actually like figure out and define, you know, what success looks like for me personally, which I'm working on. And I think right now in this stage in my life, I, I think that I have um, pendulum swung too hard to um, um, to building assets. And I want to bring that down a little bit create a little, um, a little more financial security. I, I've definitely invested overly uh, heavily and, and, and I feel like I'm a little bit on razor's edge. And so I wanna bring back um, the pendulum just a little bit and create a little more financial stability and then also create a little more time. Uh, time to think and time to um, spend with my family and time to spend on myself. I don't think I've actually worked out in months and um, I, I've been able to squeeze in walks and all those other things. And, um, and that's been good, but I definitely used to work out a lot more and 
I also used to journal pretty regularly and I haven't journaled in about a month or two as well too, because everything's just gotten so hectic and crazy with family and work and, um, and life. And so, um, just kind of getting back on the bandwagon of like, uh, diversifying what success looks like. And then, you know, keeping up with those things because you offset these things to adapt to needs of urgent needs of these businesses that, that start having problems. And then you just got to make sure that you remind yourself to reset it back once it's solved. Right. And so I'm getting to the point where most of these things are starting to reset itself. And I just need to make sure I'm resetting everything else back. But this time is a little bit different because I need to do the deep work to figure out, you know, what success looks like for me personally. And I think, I think right now it's just a couple gradients different. And I want to clearly define that for myself and really figure out what that means. This episode of the Girl Dad Show is brought to you by Owners Club. As a business owner myself, I know firsthand how challenging the journey can be. Whether it's having someone that I can ask a very tactical question to or just being able to share my big successes without guilt. Building a business is a lonely journey and it does not have to be. After building and coaching dozens of businesses to success, there is one insight that is so obvious and simple, yet hard to execute. And that is network equals net worth. And so if you're a growth-minded, supportive, smart, and hardworking business owner looking for a community of like-minded entrepreneurs to build with, look no further than the Owners Club. You will make lifelong friends and build your business that works for you. You can learn more online at owners.club. And the second thing more tactically uh, that I do know I want to incorporate is more um, uh, vacation time with my kids. I, I definitely feel like, you know, some of my best memories and some of my best experiences are when I'm traveling with my family. Uh, Amy and I are a really good team and we thrive when there's like a, a problem or a project to solve for. Uh, we are naturally um, good partners and, and we kind of like uh, feed off of each other and we work together really well, um, which is really funny to say that. Yeah, but we do. And, and I feel like we're at our peak, like we're at our best, both emotionally, mentally and um, uh, as parents, we're connected when we are like trying to like optimize for travel and experience. And my fondest memories of me and Amy and me and Amy and the kids has always been around, you know, when we're traveling and Amy and I are like synced and we're like, is Lily have this? And just what about that for Grace? And then we'll, we'll let this one be, you know, amorphous and we'll slide around for that one, but this and that, and this is this. And do you have the passports and this, you know? And I think that um, that project-based kind of teamwork and camaraderie is really, really uh, fun for me. And I, I hope that she feels the same way, but I think she does, you know? And I, and I, I just kind of like think back to that and I'm like, we didn't actually travel at all this year. I mean, very minimally. And uh, we were just talking about how this summer we didn't really have any trips and uh, which is fun because we hunkered down and we played in our backyard. We started gardening and, um, you know, building a lot of like uh, yard work activities and projects with the kids and doing summer camps and stuff. But I do think that for me, success is not just about maintaining our yard or building these you know, gardens and stuff like that. It's also about building these experiences because I think the fondest memories for me over the last like, you know, six years of being a dad has always been around, you know, these moments where we got to experience new things together. It just feels like there's these um, emotional memories um, 
that are ingrained in all of our minds when we go on these trips. And um, although it's super fun to swim in our backyard and garden and do all these things, I think those will be memorable for the kids as well as for us. I do think that I'd like to incorporate more travel again and make sure we're more intentional about that. And so that'll be a really big personal goal that we're starting to incorporate as, as we start rethinking, you know, what the next you know six months looks like. And then um, as a dad, I have um, been really, really thinking a lot about um, solo time with my girls and how to navigate that. Amy just got back from a girl's trip and she um, left me with the kids, which was super fun. And uh, it was amazing. And I got to experience that for a really long period of time, which was awesome. And uh, really just kind of opened my eyes up to the fact that it's so hard to do, but I really want to incorporate this like time so I can spend one-on-one time with my girls. And so I don't know how to do that. Uh, but I also think we, Amy and I should also spend one on time as well too. And I don't know how to do that either because neither one of us have family here and it's not really consistent. So we'd have to like make an intentional effort to, you know, have our family be a part of this process, you know, so they can watch the girls and be accustomed to it or um, find, you know, friends or whoever to help us with this process, which, you know, it'll be a little bit of a project because we don't have that communal network um, like some families do with their with their parents, you know, we're kind of, um, we just don't have it. Uh, but we need to build that because I think that it's also important for us to do the work to figure out what that looks like so that we can do alone time as well. Um, Amy hasn't done, you know, alone time with her girls like this in, you know, I think, I think it's like the fourth time she's done it since we've had kids, but I also don't think that Amy and I have actually done um, anything just her and I ever since the kids. And so that's also kind of an interesting, um, thing that I was like thinking about. I'm like, huh, it's such it's such a weird thing to see Amy go um, do this, and I'm so happy for her, and I'm really glad that she's taking the time to, you know, take care of herself and and feed her heart and brain and, and find alone time and self care. But I'm like, oh, we we haven't really done it for ourselves, and then I also want to figure out a way to do it with just one on one with my girls as well too. And so there's a lot of different like. It's it's a lot harder than I thought. You'd think it'd be a lot easier, but it's like the moment you start planning a trip with like, okay, I'm going to take Grace to this to see. Maybe we'll take her to San Antonio just for the weekend, go to the Sea World, and and then you know go to the waterside park. And then I'm like, but like, why wouldn't I just take Lily too? <laughs> she would love that. And then you're just like, oh, I'm already spending the money. Wouldn't it just make more sense? And I don't have time. And and then it's just like I don't know. Uh, and then you just go like, well, if the girls are coming, why wouldn't Amy just come? And then it just kind of goes all all. Anyways, I, I hope you understand what I'm saying, and I hope if you're a parent out there, you totally resonate with this. But um, um, I do think that it's important to find those times and moments because I definitely have found that you know with parenting, I'm definitely a different type of parent, you know, and uh, especially like today and this morning, uh, I um, got into a pretty big. Um, you know, not argument, but definitely got into a pretty big like moment with my girls. Um, they were, uh, I walked in on them arguing about something and immediately it just exploded into this like emotional state. And I think the way that I react to it is very different than Amy. And I'm not necessarily emotionally upset, you know, but I'm, I, I also don't like, I'm not as patient about it. I, I just want everyone to calm down and like start talking and their emotions are so high. And, you know, I just got to like learn how to allow them to be 
a more emotional like Amy does and until they calm down. But my reaction is always like, calm down, like let's everyone calm down, bring it down 16 notches and let's just like wait till that happens. And, but we're going to have this conversation. There's no avoiding it. Right. Like, and I'm, I'm not sure if that's good or bad, but I do think that it's important for them to have different types of styles of people and problem resolutions, because I think Amy is a much better parent and much better at developing these, um, relationships and soft skills than I am. But I do think that there is power in also knowing that, you know, it's not always going to be the same way wherever you go, right? Some people are going to be more objective and, and literal. And so I'm not saying I want to be the one that, you know, does the primary parenting on these things because I don't think I'm as patient. And, um, um, but I do think that I want to be a part of it more. And although I usually just kind of let Amy drive because she's so like, so empathetic and calm. She's so calm. And, um, she's very thoughtful and she's like, um, very thoughtful and, 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 and a good listener to the kids. Right. And lets them voice their, their hearts and their opinions where I'm like, I don't, I don't want to hear anything until everyone's calm. I'm like, stop, stop whining, stop screaming, stop yelling. If you need to take 10 minutes to go do that, go take 10 minutes in your room, but you need to be calm. And then we're going to talk about it and you're going to talk to me about it. And I'm not sure if that's right or wrong, but I don't really, I don't really care if it's wrong. I, 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 I definitely want them to understand that it's important that if you're feeling emotional, that you need to learn to calm yourself down to have an objective conversation. And it's super important, even at this young age where, you know, there are high, high emotions in their vocabularies in there. I think it's important for them to, you know, drive these things to completion and then, and then not skirt away from it. You know, like, I think this morning, like they, they were able to calm down. They went in their rooms, they calmed down. And like Grace, for example, didn't want to finish the conversation. She just wanted to say, dad, I'm fine. Like, it's good now. And like, I'm okay. And, and she just wanted to go away. And I'm like, no, we're going to finish talking about it. And that made her emotional again. Right. And, and ultimately she was, I think, frustrated because Lily talks really well. <laughs> and she basically just like talked over Grace and then Grace couldn't keep up both, you know, mentally and, um, you know, argumentatively and she couldn't debate her. And it just frustrated her. And so she just emotionally spiked. And then me making her talk about it again, I think made her emotional again. And so she started tearing up, but I'm glad she did it. And I'm glad that we worked through it. I'm glad that she calmed down and was able to come back and talk to me about how she felt and what she did. And then we were able to work through like what to do next time that happened, right? Like to step away and say, Hey, Lily, like I'm having a hard time, you know, understanding what you're saying. I need a minute or getting an adult or doing whatever it is, but not to like immediately start yelling or escalating or whatever that may be. And so, um, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about my parenting skills. I just think that it's definitely, um, a different style, but I do think it's important. So that's kind of where I'm at on the family side. Just want to think about more traveling and spending more alone time and, uh, with my girls and, and being a bigger part in their learning curve and journey. And uh, really excited about the second half of 2023. I think there's so much going on in the world and so much going on um, in the country and so much going on with the economy and society. And 
it's an unbelievable time for me. I just like, I mean, for all of us, like, I, I, I just can't think, I can't stop like processing all this crazy things that are happening in the world right now. It feels like insane. It feels like, it just feels unreal. And nothing surprises me when I see things on the news anymore because it's just so insane. And I wonder, has it always been like this and we just didn't know about it? And now we just have a digitization of data. And so we're more able to like, you know, see things that are happening everywhere. But I don't, I don't know. But all I know is that I'm trying to like temper all of these things with like this need to understand and, and try to hedge my bets and, and all these other things. And then I just like talk to Amy and she's just so like simple and focused on what's important. And it's just like, it's, it's very hard, you know, cause like I see and, and I want to know all these things. And for her, it's like, why does it matter? I mean, it matters, but like, and obviously my heart goes out to people that are suffering, but like, let's, let's do what we need to do here. And you know, what makes us core and happy. And it's incredibly refreshing. Although I, I have a hard time processing that I do need to leverage that the fact that she's so different than me and we need to come up with a way to like maximize that partnership. Um, like we used to, cause I think that I have been at fault here and really like, I'm just, I'm just worried. I'm just scared. And, uh, I guess that's, the reality of it. It's so funny that I'm so vulnerable here on this, on this show. <laughs> it's like literally therapy. Um, I guess I'm just scared. Yeah. I'm just scared and I'm nervous about, you know, providing for my family. And, um, I don't think I did a good job of like, you know, diversifying, creating safety nets. And so, um, I guess I'm just scared. And so, uh, I definitely think the next little bit here is just, you know, figuring out how to create some, some safety nets and then um, hunkering down and, and then middle, maybe bringing down the, the, the grade to um, spending more time to travel and spend more time with my kids. But that's where I'm navigating my professional parenting journey right now. And I hope this helps you in your journey. Um, I have, I'm like so excited about season three and I'm so proud of the fact that this podcast has been now going on for going into its third year, but I am, I really do hope that, you know, this helps you just as much as it helps me. Uh, I find a ton of benefit in it and it really does help me uh, become a better parent and be more thoughtful. It's also helped me meet some incredible other parents that are navigating the same journey. Um, but I really do encourage you to chime in and ask me questions or, or um, give me your comments and feedback. Uh, I, I'm on this journey just like you are, and I just want to document it, and, and we're stronger together. So um, I just want to create a really great, fulfilling life for my family, and I wish that for you as well. And so uh, for whatever that's worth, I hope this is helping you in your journey, and feel free to, um, yeah, let me know if you have any questions or thoughts. And I will see you at the next one. Can't wait for you to check out the next interview. Some of these interviews in season three are amazing too. And I may actually start doing more of those instead of these girl dad talks because the guest list is just getting so incredible. And um, either ways, let me know, please. Yeah, let me know if you want to see more of these. Or you want me to keep these going or would you rather have me do more interviews? That's actually an interesting question. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts on that and uh, your perspective on it. But uh, thank you again for being um, a listener to The Girl Dad Show and all of your support. Please take a moment to give me a five-star review or share it with any other parents. 
that should listen to this because it helps so much to um, continue this work that we're doing here. And I can't thank you enough for all of your support thus far. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Girl Dad Show. Please take a moment to follow us on social media. You can find us at The Girl Dad Show on all major platforms. We look forward to staying in touch and keeping you up to date with all the new guests that are coming out.